Welcome to Horrorscape. I'm Luke. I'm Ricky. And I'm Rebecca. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us here again. We're going to be doing the uh, the 90s kind of rebirth of the slasher in Scream. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who did he make the rules? The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, it's safe time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Whenever I think of this movie, I just hear the sound, ooh! The, uh, <laughs> you know, with the soundtrack where it's like, ooh! I don't know, when like a <laughs> jump scare happens, it makes that like... <laughs> No, I don't no, know how they describe it. Yeah, please. You don't know going. what I'm talking about. No. It's like uh, they're like the cameras turning and the doors open, and then it's somebody's behind them holding the mask, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not threatening." It's like a fake jump scare, or, oh, or the killer hops yeah. up from the window and it's like, "Oh." I know what you're talking oh, about now. I yeah. do know what you're it's talking about. It's that sound about. effect. It was used yeah. so much in. Uh -huh. Well, it was used in every one of those movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe not for I don't know, but that's just what I think of. The, ooh, Man, I want to do a re-edit, a re-edit where you just put in that the Tim the Tim Allen sound from <laughs> <laughs> <"Ooh."> <laughs> every time. That's, that's that me. Speaking of uh, of sounds, one thing about this movie that. I am not the biggest fan of is is like forty eight percent of the soundtrack, but oh, oh really? Which part? Yeah. Oh man, there's like ninety song. Yeah, there's like strange, everything? weird, out of place songs. I, I I can't think of any examples, but uh, the other. I half... always forget about how um, Red Right Hand is in this. Yeah, like like it's in everything, and it plays twice, I think. But I always forget about that. Mm-hmm. But then the other half is is cool because they they use some classic, uh, uh, 
riffs from Halloween movie while it's on TV during this. Oh parts, yeah, that's but, yeah. right. Oh but, yeah, uh, they mentioned Halloween a lot. Mm-hmm. You'd almost think Wes Craven directed it, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you yeah, mean Wes is... Carpenter? <laughs> Wes Carpenter. I totally never <laughs> caught that until I was like, "Come on, Rose McGowan, that was that was pretty good." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course, this is uh, just to. Uh, do as we always do. This is the rebirth of the slasher for the '90s. It kicked off all those. Um, I know what you did last summers, and there's a ton of them. Urban Legend, the, the kind of yeah uh, streak we had of uh, slasher movies in the '90s. This definitely kicked that off and kind of introduced uh, the the idea of kind of like self awareness in movies in almost like a comedic fashion. So. The meta horror. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, this is a natural progression for Wes Craven for coming from Night, Night, uh, Wes Craven's new Nightmare. Yes. Yeah. Which, which we also which pretty we meta. talked about. Yeah. 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 Go back already. and check that episode out. Yeah. We did talk about that, but. But apparently he was working on, uh, the remake of The Haunting at this time. Hmm. And that, like, caved in for him. So he moved on to this. So it was like, it wasn't like he was exactly looking for another meta movie. It just kind of, Naturally progress that well. Also, the haunting remakes not very good. Anyways, mm, this yeah, was no. a very good call for him <laughs> to go for this. Yeah, and yeah, this is definitely a, a fun movie. It's it's strange to go back and watch this throughout the years, though, because I feel like every time I watch it, it gets a little bit more dated, which would really make sense because I feel it's like gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I've seen that complaint from a lot like um I have a letterboxed account and I was looking at this movie and the reviews before I logged on to do this and that's like the complaint that I've seen several times is like the people who love this movie and remember loving it, but they complain that like each time they rewatch it, like going forward, it loses something. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say it loses something. The the big thing I realized going back and rewatching it this time, I don't even know how many times I've seen this movie, but give it this this movie is going to die with a certain generation, I believe. I don't think it's going it's not going to be something that can last unfortunately because eventually people aren't even going to realize, you know, what half of the movie is even referencing because you have, you know, there's so much that's stuck in the 90s about even you know video stores the idea of of that even like lines where the the phone rings near the end and um Stu is like uh oh should we just let the machine get it like i guarantee you 10 years from now no you could ask anyone under the age of 20 what that line means and they'll have no idea they had a machine that would answer the phone yeah. for them. That's incredible. Is this it in the future? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I'm saying, and, and it piles up that way, I think. Yeah. So there's and, eventually, like, a third of this movie is not going to be understandable <clears throat> by. Because of anachronisms, is kind of what you mean? Like. I mean, just. Or just stuff that's. They, that, that know, they're not. They don't have exposure to. I mean, that they don't yeah. know about. You know, they don't. I mean, ask any ten-year-old now what an answering machine is, and they're going to have no idea. Like, yeah. Well, I guess some of the people I read were just saying, like, to them, having based on like all of their experiences with horror between 
the first time they saw it and now it's like less inventive to like yeah. that's how you know like it's not so it's less and less surprising and fresh because i mean that makes sense right you already know it, it will never be yeah, yeah it's never going to be the the same as the first viewing and it's not going to and that yeah, doesn't so bother I mean, me every movie yeah, yeah but i'm but i mean like people are losing appreciation for it as much as they had in the past is what i mean like, well that that's gonna be the like case as seen, well because you gotta think that you know this did breed so many replicas basically so yeah that's you're what not it is. you're not getting that because the first time when this came out like when you first watch it especially being you know a teenager back at around the time this came out that was, it was like a hundred percent fresh, you know. I was, mm-hmm. I was too young to really experience most of the '80s and '70s slasher movies, and this was kind of like the coming of age slasher movie for people around my age now. So, mm-hmm. you know, of this course, was probably one of the first slashers I saw when I was a kid. Yeah, it came out what '97, yeah, '98. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would have been. 13, 14, like prom slasher. Age. Like there's a line in yeah. this movie too that uh, I noticed. Um, Dewey says it and it totally goes under the, under the fence. Like uh, he, they, uh, cause okay. There's the red herring kind of, mm-hmm. although I don't think most people even were falling for this though, that the, uh, that, uh, the father or whatever, the father was the killer mm-hmm. and then they find the cell phone and then Dewey just says, couldn't they have just cloned that? Yeah, they mentioned it <laughs> I was twice. Like, That's a good thought, Dewey. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, they probably can't. They can do that. And <laughs> they can do that. Dewey's yeah. also a character who's like more able than he lets on. Yeah, he is. So, and t- except when he uh, decides to search a house by himself and yeah. gets stabbed <laughs> off screen. <laughs> oh, Dewey! What a character. Yeah, also, I guess. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like the series as a whole it's just interesting going through it and like the uh how this has probably the largest cast of continuing characters out of like any horror series because like they come back in every movie Mm -hmm. most of them yeah and they have main character plot armor by the end of everything Mm -hmm. by the by the fourth one too like you just like the stakes aren't quite as high because you know all the main you know at least the three of them they're not going to get ice. They're not going to kill Dewey. They're, and they put these, I don't know, I'm going on to the rest of the series, but it's like these characters get the shit, the shit kicked out of them a lot. <laughs> and they just like keep coming back. And it's like, you guys just keep surviving out of pure luck. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this, um, this is definitely the first time that we get introduced to them all. And they're pretty much, I mean, gosh, it's such a straightforward slasher movie plot, but somehow it was so refreshing at the time. Okay. But. Well, I think uh, we can basically go from the beginning to how the beginning opening scenes kind of like just put that right in your face. Like this is going to be fresh. Yeah. Um, I'll based- still ahead like, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's just based on how they uh, treat their character at the beginning. Um, yeah. You already know that it's, you know, it's not messing around. Yeah, it's a clear reference to Psycho as well. Cast right. a really mm-hmm. big actress. She happens to be blonde, too. 
and then put her on the poster. And you're like, oh shit, Drew Barrymore's starring in it. No, <laughs> she's starring in the first five minutes. Right. Was it? Was it's it a pretty idea? intense opening scene too. That I, I it definitely. I, I think that holds up for me. It does. It does. And she's really good in it, and like the fear feels genuine, and um, <laughs> and, you know, and it's so like. Oh, the the way they do it, just like so, like she's like seconds away from being saved, and then right ripped away. All hope is ripped away. Yeah, Did one they of think my... about having her as Sydney, but then um, I think I did read that, and then I yeah, I think I did read that, and then that Drew Barrymore's idea was like, would it be cooler if I was the chick yeah. in the first scene? Right, mm-hmm. like it would have a bigger thing. effect. If they were like, oh, wow, Drew Barrymore's in this. And then she's gone after five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes of the entire movie is during this, this part where he's on the, she's on the phone with the, the killer. And I think it's maybe the second or third question he goes to ask. He's like, the next question is, you know, what door am I at? I'm at the front or the back. And she kind of just freaks out. And the next thing, you know, just the chair comes through the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> through the glass oh, door. It's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought that was a great, great scene. It's my one of my favorites. And there's some really cool deaths in this too. Oh yes. Sure. Yeah, yeah I was always too... disappointed that no, we but... didn't get to see the one with um, with Fonzie hanging from the uh, from the goalpost. Oh, from the goalpost. Goal yeah. Yeah. That's what I was always disappointed that we didn't get to get a glimpse at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, like, every time I watch this, I forget that Henry Winkler's in it, and I'm like, oh my god, Henry Winkler! <laughs> yeah. He's being creepy with those scissors. <laughs> okay, oh, I'm like, you cannot do that as a principal. Like, yeah, you that's cannot not threaten your students with a huge pair of scissors. You can't put the scissors on their face and still I love he calls the principal them, like, of the school. I love that he calls them... De- de- desensitized little shits yeah <laughs> it's like he's not wrong that's <laughs> yeah. really a girl was just murdered and they're running around dressed like the killers in that moment i think it's also like he's talking to the audience for the movie too so like, you guys think this is cool <laughs> yeah look at it's you, you ricky sitting in the audience you know yeah, he's talking to the cool. audience that's the whole yeah so you guys want to see some slashing you're gonna see some slashing see some slashing Oh yeah. Uh, also, fall uh, pr- previous to Henry Winkler's death is you get a nice little director cameo from Wes Craven yeah. wearing the uh, the Freddy Krueger outfit. And Winkler said, <laughs> "Yeah, Winkler like says some explicit, and then he's like, what 'What'd you call me?'" And he's like, "Not you, Fred. <laughs> Not you, Fred." Just <laughs> <laughs> walks off. You know, he had so much fun making this movie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, kept, I mean, the movie's just fun. All four of them. I don't think this should ever be seen as like a legitimate and horror like, movie. It's just fun. It's just. I mean, there's like bad. a real threat in it. Yeah, but it's yeah, still, yeah. Like I, I always really liked um, Ghostface as a killer, and part of it is because, and I know this is also a huge reason that my boyfriend pointed out the first time I showed it to him, is. Like, he moves like a person, like yeah, a real yeah. person. You know what I mean? Like, he's clumsy. He just kind of, like, super fucking clumsy. flails <laughs> around when he runs, you know? he's he's He moves like a real person, which I think is, like, scary, too. I mean, I yeah. think it's 
I mean, you you compare it to like Michael Myers or whatever, who just right. kind of like stalks slowly everywhere, and it's just I don't know. I like it. I like that you can see like tennis shoes from beneath the yeah the robes that he's wearing and stuff. It's just I don't know. I I I appreciate that uh that kind of effect. Mm. Well, out of the out of the big guys, I mean, Ghostface is the one that's the true human. You know, villain, yeah, slasher. Killer, yeah. He's not, in debt. and I like it. Yeah, because he get he gets killed every movie, <laughs> like <laughs> legit. Yeah, that's yeah, that's way. right. It's always somebody else. Um, yeah, he's he's. Yeah, uh, you can stab, shoot, and push Michael Myers off of a balcony, but right. he's still gonna come back. Yeah, but you can throw a beer bottle at Ghostface, and he'll stumble and fall. <laughs> and yeah, trip down yeah. the steps. And... Also, that bottle is not gonna explode. No, <laughs> I forgot about how how much of a fight Rose McGowan puts up against. Yeah, throws like one bottle, it hits him in the face, and the other it one right in the cross. Yes. Then he runs after, her and she, he's he she like decks him with the freezer the freezer door. door yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how? Co- okay, just look for the guy with the broken nose at the party. That's the killer, right? Like, nope. <laughs> right. And I That's love too how. To... Speaking no, of, no, go ahead. No, I just love. I love how, um, the movie pretty much kind of flat out tells you exactly what's happening, like who the killer yeah. is and everything. And it's just, and it, but it's so obvious if you haven't. If you haven't seen it before, it's so obvious that you, you kind of just don't even pay attention to it. But on a, on any second watch, it's the the clues as to yeah. who the killer is is like so painfully obvious. Do we do we need to like uh, <laughs> you say it was doing? Do we? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh yeah. Mm. Do we need to like talk about the story? Like. Yeah, I mean, there's some uh, inter- some little things that do apply. I mean, because I mean, it's not like the most. I mean, okay, it's a pretty straightforward story. Yeah. Nothing too complex here, yeah. but like, there's some character stuff that adds to it to why things are happening for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, well, Nev Campbell in particular. I mean, it is. It's all about her. Yeah. Because her day. mother, her mother was killed. Right. I guess almost a year. Well, the events unfold kind of like up to and on the anniversary of her mother's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her character was kind of built. I felt like in mind to be the ultimate like final girl. Mm-hmm. Out of she seems to always survive and overcome all the way through yeah. the series. So you know. That's not the case with most, but yeah, she's not a give up and die type of person. Yeah, yeah giving the final girl multiple she's... finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She passes all the finals, and she's a good final girl. Um, yeah. So her mom was murdered by a very brief appearance by Leif Schreiber. Yeah, <laughs> supposedly. And that's thing. I, I like forgot he's oh, yeah. in literally one scene, and it's on for watching the TV, and it's him being arrested. And supposedly like, he's a big the, character in the next two movies. Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and supposedly is the key word here, right? Right. He's been accused he's of. He's been accused of killing her mother. Raping Cot- and killing. Cotton weary. Cotton, Cotton weary. weary. Like, what? That's like a total, like, 
How spot on of a name could you? (laughs) Old Southern man named Cotton Weary is coming down. Luckily, we made an extra pitcher of sweet tea. I don't know, like it's as southern as you can get. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so leave. And she's her parents are pretty much absent, not like because obviously because of the mom is dead, but also mm-hmm. the father. I guess his job requires him to travel, right? So yeah, whatever that, his job is, <laughs> um, and pretty much yeah. that's kind of seems to be what the catalyst for all of this is. Yeah, they Dad blame goes out of him town. for going Sydney out of town. And, yeah, and then uh, you know that's why the mother kind of had that affair type thing, mm-hmm. and it's all the dad's fault, of course. Yeah, so I guess the mother <laughs> has kind yeah. of this reputation is uh, getting yeah. around. Yeah, the town punk. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, and then yeah, Sydney basically being like i'm not my mother or, or like coming to terms with who her mother really was um yeah. where she in the beginning she's just kind of like doesn't want to accept that stuff so there's yeah there's a character arc for her too just kind of yeah. be like this is who my mother was but that's okay i'm not her and I, still, with that. and I still love her despite all of that and right. i can deal with that and also i can punch mess men in the face (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's grappling with that she's grappling with the fact that uh she has a boyfriend who really wants to get it really he's only obsessed with two things and that's just having his penis touched and uh (laughs) killing people that's his two obsessions because it's like and it's the extreme of the most um not perfect timing of, of it doesn't even matter like what the situation is he's like well uh, uh, why aren't you touching my penis why don't she, we just do it now Let's yeah just do it right well, everyone now. she's she's talking about after she gets attacked or whatever runs into him in the school after kind of oh, making up to yeah, him and she's so like bad. yeah this is like i'm fucked up like i'm i'm scared my my mother, you know, she got murdered. And all she said, "Well, why aren't you touching my penis?" Like, that's, yeah, he's that's basically like, matter. "Yeah, you need to move on past." You need that. to she's move like, on and just and she and I'm glad how she defends herself too. She's like, "Dude, this was less than a year ago. Yeah. I'm sorry that my post traumatic stress and my paranoia doesn't fit into your perfect little fucking world." And he's like, "Oh, maybe that didn't come out the way I wanted it to." Well, maybe she's she like, just yeah, touched my you. penis. Is all he cares about. <laughs> It's like, yeah. She probably doesn't want to risk getting her hands in that nasty hair. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's some nasty 90s hair. He's totally got the the 90s hair. Yeah, you got like those greasy tendrils just kind of (laughs) swinging in front of your face all the time. I'm not getting near that. I'm sorry. Even though he was apparently uh, high, Skeet Ulrich was higher because he reminded them of a young Johnny Depp, which I can see that. All right, I see it. Yeah, but uh, while I was watching that scene, it took me back to which immediately I was like, "Was this from Scary Movie?" And I was <laughs> yeah, like, "No, this was enough. from." But this no, is no, real. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was remembering us because I was remembering a, a remake of that scene, and I remember realized that it was from a sequel to this to Scream. I, it was like Scream Two or Three. Because they started making movie adaptions, they went like kind of like oh yeah, a Gremlins right. road uh, with it kind of, whereas uh, like became stab, more right? self, Wait. yeah, it came even more self parody. I mean, mm-hmm. besides of just the horror genre itself, but 
it became a parody of its own fame too, which mm -hmm. I, I love that about the series. Mm -hmm. But they remake this scene with uh, Luke Wilson as Billy, <laughs> and he <laughs> has this shitty wig on. <laughs> Oh, and so I couldn't God. stop thinking about that. Yeah, you know and that they almost that they almost did uh, Ben Affleck for Billy uh, Skeet yeah. Ulrich's. Can the you Billy imagine? Uh, he would yeah. have been pretty good, actually. Know. I think uh, maybe. <laughs> no, he's good at playing like intense. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to like substitute characters. his face in that, and I just that's always difficult I mean, to do. Young Ben Affleck, especially, but it's I mean, like even a... more difficult for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's Skeet Ulrich because he he's really good, especially uh, when he loses it. Like, yeah, I I'm always really impressed with his performance when he just kind of snaps at the well, end. He's kind of. Like creepy all the way through. He is, but yeah. he's like an unhinged creepy at the yeah. end that yeah. I really like. Like I really like that transformation at the end. Like his creepiness throughout the movie kind of also kind of comes off as like almost a red herring to make you think he's the killer, but like think it's so obvious that to then think that now he's that not the killer because that. that's yeah, but. <laughs> like yeah through half the movie like the characters are like billy's the killer billy's definitely yeah. the killer it's for sure billy and so, so the like, everything like, kills it's probably not billy yeah he's got a creepy simmer to him yeah it's just it's there throughout and then it finally well even the again. even the music tries to tell you he's the the killer because when they're when he sneaks into the bedroom and they're doing their thing or whatever the on top of the clothes stuff he's uh that the song "Don't Fear the Reaper" is playing, and then mm -hmm. what, later on they show you the 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 costume or something. It's called like Death Reaper or something like mm -hmm. that. So, oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the movie like tries its best to tell you, which is kind of cool because it does try and tell you exactly mm -hmm. what's happening. But yeah. yeah, so and um, so he's got these two friends, uh, Matthew Lillard and what's his name, uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, Randy. Um, Randy. Randy and Scoot. Oh the uh, um, oh, wait, I do love. I love Randy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, he's the. Uh, he's the. He's the one who is always spouting the rules, and that's part yeah. of. That's that's a big, uh, part of this movie. Yeah, he's the he's the, the, the guiding hand for the like you mentioned like the the meta feel for this movie. Yeah, because um he works in that video store, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we get that great scene in the video store where he's trying to uh, convince Stu that the killer is Billy. Um, surrounded Which is by funny that movies. he's trying to convince Stu <laughs> later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler, we've already said Billy's the killer. It's oh, Stu yeah. Is. I mean, Stu is also the killer. <laughs> There's two of them. Which the makes a lot of sense. I yeah. I do kind of love that too about that too. It's like it's not they they can do more amazing feats as the killer because there's two mm -hmm. of them. Kind of like well, they don't have super human things like Michael Myers can, where he can just kind of appear around, or Jason <laughs> who can literally like transport himself across or a map, basically. Yeah, because yeah, when you have Billy defending himself, like how could I have done that? I was in jail or whatever. It's like yeah, well, because you've got an accomplice is why. <laughs> Because they're all going so, by classic horror movie rules. There has to be one killer. But they're like, no, we're tweaking it. There's two. I mean, I also kind of get a 
Columbine vibe from this movie too. And this was about the same time as well. Like two unhinged high schoolers killing yeah. their classmates. It just it's a oh, different yeah. way, of course, but like it totally like gives me that kind of real world dread to a degree. It's still like light and you know, funny. I was say, enough it's definitely light like, hearted. I, I, I don't think I've ever watched it and thought of that before, but I did. Uh, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> um, and they're like, and they're also blaming, kind of blaming pop culture and movies on what they're doing, mm-hmm. where that also was a blame, at least from the media and parents, when, you know, that shit happened. Right. Oh, well, there's that line um, oh, yeah. that Billy gives where he's like, don't blame the movies. Yeah. Movies. 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 Yeah. yeah. They just made this more creative. Right, they movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Yeah. yeah, which is which is probably the right outlook on it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm probably not gonna fight that. Yeah, the wisdom um, of Billy Loomis. Also, Billy Loomis. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halloween is all <laughs> over this movie. The stench is everywhere. So yeah, and which also, is cool uh, because you know he's uh, Wes Craven's not like. Try seeing this as as competition type thing. He's 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 or even you know. like a a mark on his career too. Right? I mean, yeah. They're like ma- this stuff was probably in the script before he came on board. The guy with uh, what's his name? The writer, whatever. Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson. Uh, yeah. He was just like, hey, this is my love letter to horror movies or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. pop culture and shit like that. Yeah. At least they weren't like making like. I don't know, like really dated references, like you know, like "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," or you know, like <laughs> some like Britney Spears or Insync or that's true. It's like, hey, guess what's coming up this year? The Willennium. The Willennium is <laughs> up. <laughs> um, Better check your so computers. So... Everything's going to get erased in a couple years. Shit, they did make a Y two K reference yeah. in this movie. Yeah, Randy. Yeah. He's like. It's like uh, blaming on madness, uh, the millennium. Oh yeah, <laughs> they had to stick one in there. Yeah, that's a, one is allowed. <laughs> but uh, to me, I mean, like, there, yeah, there's certain things that date it, but also, like, I hadn't really thought about it until you said it, Ricky, because like I'm looking at it from my perspective of a person who grew up with right. answer machines and and hardline. I remember like the scene where Sydney. Calls the police from her computer blew my mind when I was a kid. Oh, I, like, I know. You're making a phone call from a computer and your connection's that good too. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was like, like she lived in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, for me, it was like you have a computer in your bedroom. Right. You look yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All we got is the family computer and it mm-hmm. sucks. <laughs> yeah. But now even what's what's funny is if you look at that to like even today i mean i've i've actually looked at coding something similar to that to see if you if it could like to to do something to call a number out and that's even it's ridiculously hard to do mm-hmm. to a degree i mean it's probably due to my lack of knowledge in the area but still i mean that's something that you just can't still like just download a thing and do is just call from your computer it's kind of futuristic still. She should have been cooler if they're like, fuck it, we're going to invent FaceTime. She's going to FaceTime the police She's right gonna here. She's going to FaceTime the police. <laughs> FaceTime Dewey. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, hey, sorry, I was just vacuuming my room. Uh, what- just cleaning my room. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, we've got um, Courtney Cox in this movie yep. also. We have Gail Weathers. Gail, Gail Weathers, uh, the perfect on- reporter name. I love it because her name's Gail Weathers, but she is not a weather reporter. She does not, yeah, nothing to do with it. It's all tab- tabloid, but yep. Gail Weathers. Yeah, they, 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 they have pretty funny names, some of them. God, I uh, love the scene where um, she kind of corners her outside the police station. Uh, I'll send you a copy of my book. Yeah, I'll send you a copy of my book. So you just I'll send you a copy. Face. Yeah, yeah, and so she's directly related to Sydney previous to this too, where she uh investigated Sydney's mother's murder and and it turns out at the end of the day, Gail was right. She was yeah, right, she's yeah. making the claim that um that Cotton Weir is innocent. Is innocent, and that, right. And that uh Sydney was mistaken in her eyewitness uh yeah. accusation that it was cotton and she's right. Just because and, of a jacket. Yeah. Right. And that's also a kind of a part of Sydney's um, uh, character development of her realizing that she was wrong about that and that she might have. Okay, she doesn't exactly seem too concerned that she possibly put a innocent man to well, his death. Well, I mean, death. she's being chased and attempted to be killed herself. I don't think I would be too concerned about it either. Yeah, have a moment where like, Poor Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, poor me. I my life is on the line. Yeah, all, let me take a moment friends. to think about someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she seemed a little preoccupied at the moment. Yeah, but Gail even has a moment where she she's like, I could save an innocent man's life, and the her cameraman, who is like always getting shit on by her, he like gets happy for me. He's like, Oh my god, she's being genuinely like. Not thinking of herself right now, and she's like, and then think of all the rights I could get for it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you're just you're still thinking about your money, but hey, whatever, you might end up doing a nice thing for somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah, and another thing I just remembered about some of the the, the things that kind of maybe date this is when Billy is dragged into the police station, and the the chief he just looks and he's like, and what are you doing with a cell phone? Like. <laughs> That yeah, it's like yeah. cell phones taking off, man. Yeah, what are you doing? Maybe with he's a drug phone? dealer. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his dad's rich, which kind of gave me the impression that his family was well off. Well, they all live in giant houses. Yeah, Stu's house is immaculate. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old, clearly, but it's like a rich guy farmhouse kind of yeah. place. It's got like this beautiful stained glass window right above <laughs> the front door. It's 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 <laughs> a nice house. And I'm like thinking, like, when's that gonna get busted through? And I don't think that ever happens. No, <laughs> that's usually why you put stained glass in in a movie. It's like it's, somebody's gonna get thrown through it. <laughs> yeah, or true. a chair. At least a chair. Well, we we already seen that in. Yeah, they are, they they blew their chair budget <laughs> in the very beginning. They had to buy that super powerful garage door opener. They couldn't. Okay, yeah, that's like the most unrealistic death. Yeah. yeah. But also, it's kind of one of those deaths. It's like I could see that fear in me, though, like just getting your head squished in some machinery and stuff. Like that's scary. But uh. But also, yeah. you just kind of back out when it starts going up. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, she might have gotten stuck, but yeah, like, I think. I think the power of the door itself, because garage doors are not usually that strong. Right. <laughs> no, we it just have halfway all of out. this, all the unrealistic effects in this one garage with the exploding <laughs> beer bottles. Oh, and, I know. Yeah. And I mean, stuck it, in the garage door. it takes me back to scary movie again, where they had the same death, except it's goofier and the garage door can't lift the girl. Yeah. <laughs> Although in that one, they... <laughs> Take it over the top, but even this uh, girl the size of Rose McGowan would not be able to get lifted up that far. No, and with the garage door, just like, yep, this is fine. I was designed to lift <laughs> an entire human body. This. Yeah, there were no broken. safety precautions in mind when I was created. Like honestly, yeah, this the death in scary movie is more realistic. Even it would have collapsed and fallen on her, and that's how she would have died. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> squished up in the in the ceiling, but right. uh. It's a cool death, whatever. I can give it a pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going into this looking for realistic type stuff. I'm good with... Like how Dewey fun. just walks into that party full of underage drinkers and is just like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, you're... <laughs> <laughs> he, like, grabs it up and Have a good like, time. Hey, hey, you're too young for this. Nah, I'm just, nah, I'm fucking, just, with I'm just fucking with you. And also, I guess he's, like, trying to look cool in front of Gail because he's, like... Oh, oh yeah. Like... Got... The hots for the reporter. Trying to look. Can Dewey look cool? I mean, no. There's like that that scene where he's eating that ice cream cone when he's talking <laughs> to the chief. I love that. Yeah, that she's like smoking a cigarette. Smoking like a, a cigarette. Dewey's just, just like eating a thinking, strawberry ice cream cone. Mm, this is delicious. Yeah. I was half expecting like after because there's that scene they're like having this serious conversation and uh and uh the cop like puts out a cigarette on the floor and puts it out i was half expecting dewey to like lick his his like, ice cream and what, throw like, it on the ground squish it to him, like put it out like a cigarette yeah. like that would have been a good or, touch i would have enjoyed yeah. that I think. <laughs> yeah just like he forgets that it's an ice cream cone that he's holding and yeah <laughs> or at least like one last lick and he like gets brain freeze he's like ah <laughs> just like walks away yeah so i guess at the party is where we get um like the party is the climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh where a lot of shit going on. He brings Gail in and Gail gets her uh gets her wish of she becomes a voyeur, um, sticks a hidden camera in the living room of the party, and she's got her uh TV van parked outside. Yeah, so she's that trying we can... to capture something. I don't know what she's thinking she's gonna get inside this party. Like but... is she trying to film a massacre? Yeah, like... I don't know what I don't know what her reasoning for thinking that anything is going to happen. Well, she that. knows that. I mean, like, I guess she, Trouble's been <coughs> following Sydney around. Mm-hmm. So I guess she assumes Sydney's going to be at this party. Trouble's going to follow her there. I mean, her whole motivation is she wants to be. She wants to be bigger than her station. Pardon the pun, mm-hmm. because she is just a tabloid journalist, but she wants to be like a real famous newscaster and she, she wants to have the, she wants to catch the story that's going to get her that kind of uh the fame yeah the fame she that wants. she's looking for yeah she's trying to get a job on fox news <laughs> <laughs> she don't need she's like move, for that she's like moving the bodies around to be particular <laughs> it's like oh look what happened Aren't there rules for like sticking hidden cameras places? I'm Definitely. sure there is. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Like I don't yeah. think she could use any of that footage maybe for her book though. Oh. 
maybe for her book. Maybe. But also, like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, also important to note that the camera has, like, a, what, three-minute delay? Ah, so 30-second delay. It's a 30-second delay. Yeah. It seemed like yeah. more than 30 seconds. It was more than 30 seconds. They run out of the house, and they're like, Randy's on the couch, and it's like, Randy's in the bathroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> this ha- already happened. Um. Yeah, so that's that's part of the... um. That's part of the suspense, I guess, for this whole unfolding is that that camera is running 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Also, like, OK, this party, I've because I've been to a party. I've been to a <laughs> have party. You, have party. you been to a party or two? I think we, we could all say, honestly, we've been to parties. Tell me more. They don't end at like 830. <laughs> no, they all like, have to go see what? the principal hanging from the goalpost. No, no, a lot of people leave before that, too. Like, there's a, some remnants of the party in the principal that's call. true that's but true everybody's because like, they've got everybody gathered around people. yeah yeah that's like yeah that's what before it, they leave and that's basically what principal. you do when the party's dying out and so it's like hey guys let's pop in a movie real quick you know it's just the <laughs> seven of us now where there were like 40 people here two seconds ago and they all had to go home for some reason i mean yeah there is a curfew but like if but they're the, all, the officer's there, and he's cool with it, so who's going to really say yeah, anything? They could all just crash in, in Stu's big-ass house. <laughs> yeah. His parents are out of town. Yeah, these houses, man, are yeah very large. Mm. Very large houses these kids live in. Also, I've got to point this out, too, which really stuck out to me. Where are all the black people? <laughs> like, yeah. for real. <laughs> This is the whitest town I've ever seen in my life. I'm trying to think if I Next did see Hadfield. anybody that wasn't a white person, but I'm not sure if I did. If there was, they were like, and I feel like they commented on this in Scary Movie as well. Yeah. Isn't, yeah, isn't there a scene where there's a black guy at a party and there's another black guy? And he's like, oh, sorry. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only black guy here. I'm sorry. No, actually, no, that was. A completely different parody movie, but still, <laughs> like it's kind of weird. Do they say where they are? I don't remember. Like, oh yes, it's okay. I, I can't. I can't remember. I assume it's California. It, it was definitely filmed in California. Yeah, but I, I don't I mean, know. If, I think this is supposed to be like a Midwest town, though. I think is it? so. In, in in honor of, I mean, like how the original Halloween, which was set in what Illinois, yeah. But Did they ever make that clear. I feel like they mention at least the Haddonboro. Is it not Haddonboro? Woodsboro. 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 Something. Something. Somewhere. I don't know if they ever say this, st- but they, they don't say like they where probably in do the say country the it is. Do they? They I probably do say the state what on like uh when the news broadcasts and stuff because you well, can't just I... say Haddonboro and the people watching Woodsboro like, or whatever Woodsboro. <laughs> You're really stuck on this Halloween thing. I know. Right? I am. But, um, there's a lot of reasons. I was trying. Like I made a note to myself to try to watch the cars and see if I could catch a license plate, and then I forgot. So yeah, it's probably Illinois. Right, that's mm-hmm. always like the go-to. The go-to because like, there's nothing else there. Midwest because you never expect anything to happen in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. A lot Except... of things happen in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
So yeah, the the end of the party there. This is we're getting towards the end of the movie, and mm-hmm. we we get to see that Billy and Stu are the killer. Oh yeah, they try to do a. Fa- I don't even know why they try to do a fake out on Billy's death though. It's like, or I don't know. I guess it does lead to, um, them being able to they psychologically big... really break down Sin- Sydney as much as they can. Yeah, well, they do. Um, Randy has his moment here too, right before things start going crazy, where he gives like the speech, like the speech of the rules. The rules. Um, while they're I'll watching, I'll be right movie. back. He just like, yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, that's I've always liked that a lot. Like, never say "be right back" because you're not coming back. Um, yeah, like uh, that's I guess like we don't have to go through it. I just want to point out that that's like an important point. Oh, definitely. Movie. Yeah. But yeah, we've got we got the the kind of I don't want to call it a twist, but you know, I guess people weren't expecting it to be these two. Their their plot is um Billy is doing this because Sydney's mother cheated his father, which made his mother leave the family and abandon him, mm-hmm. which is shitty. But that's kind of their motive, even though moments before that they're like we don't really need a motive it's anyway oh. Billy's like actually oh. i've got a motive yeah. so Stu <laughs> probably doesn't actually have a motive Stu's just, just an idiot it's yeah. his motive. A, a, sick, a twisted idiot but like we should say that um uh but to kick off all of this craziness uh sydney does finally have sex with billy oh yeah and this is like at the same time as randy's downstairs giving his little speech and he's like you can't have sex you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So this is like the rule that the movie makes you think is going to unfold because he's giving that speech at the same time as Sydney is doing it. And you're like, well, Sydney screwed according to the rules, but this is where they, this is where they turn the rules on their head because mm-hmm. um, what's the whole thing? Like not in my movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. She says that near the end. Not yeah. in my movie. When, uh... Yeah. But we do have a really, I mean, uh, once, we get to the point where she's cornered in the kitchen by Stu and Billy, and he's given his whole, here's my motive thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a threatening moment. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, it's a scary moment. Um, these guys are definitely unhinged. And while you do get some humor from it, especially from Stu, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's, it's threatening. It's, it's a scary moment. Yeah, check out this next one. It's a real screamer. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love Matthew Lillard in this movie. He's like so I good. really really do. The cuz like they go far enough to where they stab each other because they, you know, they want it to what is it? They have her father tied up mm-hmm. and hidden and they bring him out and he's all taped up and beat up and they are going to make it what are they going to shoot her and then make it look like he shot her or something like yeah, that. Yeah, make it look like the dad uh shot Sydney and then stabbed everybody and stabbed. else and then shot himself. Right, 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 right. So um in order to do that, they have to stab each other. They have to wound each other. So we get to watch as they they just stick they trade off sticking this knife in each other's stomachs basically. Stu gets stabbed a lot more than Yeah, oh, Stu, you can Stu tell they're really just like... gets and he's like, quit it, man. Billy's <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah, Billy's nuts and 
gets a little carried away. And I mean, this is actually, this is when I think we get the most humor from Stu is when he's, he realizes he's bleeding out and he's like, man, I think I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of, I mean, he does put up a fight till the very end till he gets yeah. his head smashed by the TV. But um, yeah, I guess that for me, his moment when he's like on the phone or trying to make some calls, <laughs> he's talking to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> she's hiding she's become she's basically yeah, become the the hit killer at this point where she's uh hiding in the house from them and they have yeah. to find her playing when hide and go see when he's like my parents are gonna be so mad <laughs> did you really call the police <laughs> did you really call the police? <laughs> just that point where he's starting to really panic a little bit is when we get the most humor out of him this is yeah this part of the movie is where i like i like kind of think of it as like the home alone sequence <laughs> it kind of is yeah and i really I want mean, to see a home alone with like kevin McAllister, where he's like basically turns into sydney in this scene where he's like hey marv harry can you find me in the house <laughs> i call yeah. the cops i'm really scared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because she and Stu have a bit of a tussle in the living room, and yeah. um, she fittingly, she manages to <laughs> she manages to shove this TV. Is it still playing Halloween? When uh, she it is. It? It yes, is. this TV that's still playing Halloween. She shoves it off of the shelf, and it just gives him one. It's like a cartoon. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he gets it is. A cartoon yeah, death for sure. He gets a cartoon death where the. TV face to face, TV yeah. face to his face, and he does this whole He's electrocution bit. Yeah. yeah. Where um I guess it's smashing his head and giving him a nice little shock at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. So a nice satisfying little end for Stu. He's literally killed by a slasher movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very fun. Poetic <laughs> justice. I yeah. can see it now, ten years from now, people Watch the movie. What the hell? Why is that TV a thousand pounds? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. That's right. How was he yeah. smashed for that TV? Why was it so big? It's... Can't do that with modern day TV. I mean, you could probably mess somebody up with a flat screen pretty well, yeah. but like, you ain't gonna smash their head. <laughs> You're not gonna exit them from this mortal coil with yeah. a flat screen, probably. Yeah. Depending yep, on where you like hit them. And Billy gets stabbed Billy's, a couple times with an yeah. umbrella. That's ingenious. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. You never but Billy's see that. still in the game. He's still in the game. Um, we get Gail, right? We get Gail showing mm. up with a gun. We think, great. She thinks, great. And then she doesn't know how to use the safety. Uh, so, oh, yeah. He takes it yeah. from her. And then so he takes it again. from her, knocks her out again. Oh, yeah. And that gives Sydney time to escape. And then she hides. So they're playing hide and go seek. And we find out that Randy is still alive. Like Randy. Oh yeah, Billy shot Randy. Billy shoots Randy and we think, all right, bye Randy. Um but Randy Randy pulls himself back together Mm -hmm. uh happily enough. Doesn't do much, but uh (laughs) Yeah. Um, still around to give some horror movie knowledge. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the sequence of events for this because it's like Billy's dead, no he's not. Billy's dead, no he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um but at, at any rate, so we, we do get the, a classic kind of end to the movie where, you know, the, the villain gets killed by the final girl, supposedly. And the, the the big great scene is, you know, 
well, this is the end where the killer is supposed to come back for one last scare. <laughs> Randy goes, careful. Yeah. This is the part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and we get it. We yeah, get we this, get it. You get it twice yell. because they tell you that it's coming and then, you know, Billy kind of makes that jump up and she shoots him in the head and she's like, not in my horror movie. And then a second later, the dad like comes falling out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty much how we wrap it up, right? Like yeah. um, Gail gets her gets her story. We have mm-hmm. it and at the in the very last scene. She's in front of the house and she's giving the whole story for the yep. news team. And we're like, she's, great, Gail got her she's story. Happy. She, she was gets right on. Oh yeah, all it took was the sacrifice of her cameraman, though. Yeah. Oh, cameraman. That's yeah, I, I, I'm wondering at the very end because like it ends with like her. Like outside the house, she's like, "This is Gail Weathers reporting." I'm like, "Who the fuck is the cameraman?" <laughs> Did she just tape it to his dead body? Yeah. Like, all right, all right. Doug. Does she have a new I, cameraman in every movie? Does the cameraman get killed in every one of them? I can't remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure not, but they do. I do remember they make a joke about it. Uh, in the sequel, she has uh another cameraman. He's like, he's like, "Yo, I'm not gonna follow you into all because." <laughs> I know what happened to your last cameraman. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it is. <laughs> and she's like, you're not going to be murdered like Doug or whatever. He's like, yeah, I'm sure you told him that too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. assume uh, this is a recommendation all around. Oh, hell oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a must-see in the slasher yeah. genre. We get a it's, happy ending. And it's just different enough. To, and it is a very happy yeah, ending. Yeah, like, I, I think the first time I saw this, I was like, Ooh, can't be it. We can't be done. But it literally <laughs> is like a sunset fade out to oh, like yeah. music. It's along and it's the like, lines oh. of like the faculty where everything is perfect at the end. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's not. It's not as perfect as the right. faculty because literally everybody who died comes back at the end of the faculty. <laughs> yeah, that's this right. This one, like Dewey's sister, is still dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, go listen. Never to, to be mentioned again. On the faculty. Yeah. Because <laughs> we also have that. One. I feel like the movies we've mentioned in this we've done. Oh yeah, well, yeah Faculty so. was famously also written by Kevin Williamson wrote this yeah. and Faculty has is a meta tone to it but yeah, more in the high sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yep. So yeah, definitely a recommendation. Um I don't I would say most people have seen this movie but for some reason if somebody hasn't then that's odd. So and also, and I'd weird. say that's odd. Can't believe you made it this far. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and, and with that too, I'd also say watch them all. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say I, that honestly, too. I really do like the whole all four of them, or mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoy them. I mean, you know, lesser degree to some. I mean, this is definitely the best one yeah, in absolutely. my opinion. But they do some really interesting things with the of the yeah. others, and they're you know comedic and they make fun of themselves and. Jay and Silent Bob are in the third one. Like <laughs> you would not believe that just watching this first one, but like, like what the fuck? <laughs> and even yeah, the first like a... couple seasons of the TV show isn't terrible. Yeah, I still have is... not seen that, but maybe one day. I the the either, first but... season's really good. The second one's, uh, I mean, it's all right. The third one, I didn't make it through, but yeah. But this is like a rare instance of being like, yeah, go ahead, watch them. Yeah, don't worry sure. about it. Yeah, that's rare for a series. Can, yeah, I think especially a horror series too. It's just, I don't know, so many opportunities to lose, to lose it. 
they really do keep a pretty good rein on the quality. Especially if you watch this one and you're like, I want, I liked this movie, except it needed more Leif Schreiber. (laughs) Watch the second and third one. Leif Schreiber. He's definitely in it more. So, yeah. Oh, and Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, love him. Yeah, and he gets a good shot in the next one. So Roseanne's sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the uh, the fat kid from Stand by Me. He's the boyfriend in the sequel. Mm -hmm. Lots of reasons to watch, clearly. Lots of reasons. So, so uh, we got any last words to say about special no. offering here? I no. will say, I feel like the masks look different in this movie uh, compared to the sequels. Compared to yeah. what I think of, like, they were, like, wider and there was, like, more neck to them. I don't know. It, it just, they looked different <laughs> more neck. to me. <laughs> I, I kind of love that the masks you could get where you had like the blood pump where there was yeah, like, yeah and it was a screen it. mask. It was yeah, a screen yeah, mask. that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what it made me think of. I remember I wore one of those masks once when I was working at a haunted house, and like some, I guess there was a hole in it or something like that, and it ended up leaking into my hair, and I had like red hair for a couple <laughs> weeks. Ew, ew, gross. <laughs> but it like it actually like was subtle enough that it was just you could only oh. see the red by certain lighting, so mm. it actually look pretty good but <laughs> <laughs> just occasionally yeah. somebody would be like is your hair red I'm like just a little just a little bit for little, like two more weeks bit. yeah it'll wash out because it's not real dye mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right well if that's gonna do it then you guys have a great week and thanks for joining us stay spooky peace